Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast. I'm David Kazdan, a Messianic Jewish filmmaker, musician, and artist. This podcast is about Messianic artists and the artwork they create. Here are the new releases. Leah Chapman from Chicago released a short documentary film called The Veiled Messiah. This film talks about the Messianic Jewish faith and includes interviews in the U.S. and in Israel. The trailer and information is on Indiegogo.com slash The Veiled Messiah, and I believe that it will be showing in film festivals in the upcoming year. Zion's Sake, Psalms of Ascent. This debut CD covers Psalms 120 through 134, which are designated in the Book of Psalms by the title Psalms of Ascent. This praise and worship CD covers the Psalms in order. It is available on zionssake.com, Z-I-O-N-S-S-A-K-E, and on CD Baby. Laura Elizabeth Verity. This debut EP album puts the soul on the page, taking the listener where the songs tread softly, the warm healing presence of God. It is available on CD Baby, iTunes, etc. I'm recently back from attending the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations mid-year meeting in Houston, Texas. I was invited to be part of a panel on social media and technology. My main focus was video, but I also mentioned podcasting, including this podcast. I plan to eventually include some of the interview in an upcoming episode. As part of the presentation, I debuted a video that I worked on for the UMJC. I was commissioned to create a video about the K-20 program. The K-20 program is a program to help raise up new leaders for Messianic synagogues. I made a mini-documentary about Vlad Haral, who is a K-20 intern for Devar Met Messianic Synagogue in Skokie, Illinois. Since I spent a whole day filming Vlad, I also asked him questions for this podcast. I especially focused on his spoken word. I film the questions about spoken word while driving, so you have to excuse any background noises. Here's the first part of my interview with Vlad Haral. I'm talking to Vlad Haral. Um, he goes to the same synagogue as me, uh, Devar Ahmed in yeah, Skokie, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he's also you know an intern um, at Devar and um, working you know on his uh, spoken word. Can you tell me a little about how you've been involved in uh, Devar Ahmed? Yeah, I am um, an intern at Devar Ahmed Messianic Synagogue. Um, I uh, help lead services. I organize um, the service each week um, and the different responsibilities during the service and communicate that to those who are involved. Um, I also uh, disciple uh, people, uh, those who are willing disciple those who want to be discipled um, as far as we sure and then also I reach out um, uh, to unbelieving Jewish young men and uh, uh, in the name of Yeshua and love them and, and spend time with them and do life with them um, because that's what that's what outreach is um, and then also I uh, lead the Devar 20s group I, I am not the leader I'm the coordinator 
and uh, part of my responsibility in that is to uh, facilitate um, our 20s worship of God in the context of community and also to um, grow our love for each other uh, and grow our love for the Messianic Jewish community and body of Messiah at large basically to facilitate worship in the community. Great, and you've also been involved in, with the youth, right? At the, at the yeah, bar. I was involved with the youth when I was uh, younger, um, and I was involved with the youth a little bit when I uh, first came back to Navarre in 2009, uh, but right now my focus is uh, primarily um, 20s and also the, um, the adults in the community. How did you uh, start doing spoken word? That's a great question, David. Uh, I started doing spoken word um, when I was 16 years old. Um, in high school, uh, I took you know, creative writing classes and I noticed I was, I was pretty decent at writing. Um, and then I encountered this guy named Bradley Hathaway. He is a Christian spoken word artist who would perform at uh, music festivals like Cornerstone in, um, in Illinois. Um, and I heard his spoken word poetry online and what baffled me was that I never realized that you could be worshiping God and glorifying Him through poetry. I mean, obviously I knew, you, you know, believers can write poetry, but I never put two and two together and realized, wait, I can worship God and I can encourage others' worship of our God through my poetry. And so then I just started doing spoken word poetry um, because I also tend to be uh, very, like, on beat with poetry. Uh, and I tend to um, kind of talk about, uh, like, controversial things and deep things and and uh, and just things that you know need to need to have some light shot on them um, and things need to be brought up so that we could uh, grow as the body um, and you know I think for, for me the easiest way to do that is uh, uh, through the written word and, and, and through the verbal word and so spoken word poetry naturally formed out of that how much of a, your spoken word is improvised and how much is uh, care, carefully scripted out? It's uh, a great question too. Um, spoken word, my spoken word poetry is about 95% pre-written. Um, and so there might be, depending on the audience, for instance, uh, there might be an, an addition uh, in, in random places. Um, uh, for the sake of my audience, uh, for the sake of them better understanding the poetry. Like for instance, I just did a poem called Hanukkah uh, this past um, weekend at our congregation, Devar Emmet, and I, I actually uh, started off my poem with explaining what the word Hanukkah means. Uh, and you'll never, you know, you'll very rarely see me uh, explaining any part of my poem before I recite it because that sort of defeats the, the, the point of poetry. But sometimes, uh, depending on the context, you need to uh, help help the audience out um, through editions. Uh, um, so yeah, to better to best communicate the the piece you've already written. 
Okay, well tell me a little about your experience at the Asheville Music Festival. AMF rocked. Um, Seth uh, and Aaron um, and Troy and uh, just everyone else, guys, you rocked. That was such an encouragement. Um, uh, my experience was just really, really good. I realized that uh, the body of Messiah has the capability, if anything, to come together. <laughs> uh, and I realized that actually also at a funeral a couple weeks ago, uh, where someone as part uh, from from the, the Messianic Jewish body uh, passed away, and, and different leaders came, um, and, and they came together for this one thing. But I realized events like AMF just prove the fact that beyond the uh, the theological differences and the doctrinal differences and the uh, the differences in, in, in worship expression, we can still come together in the name of Yeshua to glorify Him through the ways we know how, like like the different art, art, different artistic capabilities, like spoken word, like musical worship, like photography, like painting, um, like having to, you know, help people during a rainstorm, you know? Um, those are all things that, that just made me realize, like, we as the Messianic Jewish movement have the potential to be united in the name of Yeshua if we only major on the majors and focus on what's important and that's glorifying Him. And so for me, AMF was definitely um, a worthy experience, um, something that I'll, uh, uh, I won't forget for a long time. What was it like to perform there? Uh, performing there was cool. Um, I wasn't too sure how the audience would receive the, uh, the piece I, that I was doing. Um, and even the piece I was doing was slightly altered for AMF. Um, but I think it was received well and uh, it was definitely a good experience. It was fun. Uh, and it was, really, it was really nice even having conversations afterward with people who said, hey, listen, so your piece really um, inspired me. Or, hey, listen, your piece really challenged me. Or, hey, listen, um, you know, I, I never looked at it that way. And, and, and you're making me think about the way I, I see things. And, and I like that. And someone said that to me, and I really appreciated that. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it was definitely a joy to, to perform at AMF. Where have you performed uh, besides AMF? Um, actually, nothing major. I performed at uh, bars before and grills and outdoor venues at uh, my congregation and other congregations. Um, um, and that's about it. Um, I haven't really performed anywhere uh, huge. AMF probably would be one of the biggest performance venues. You have about, um, I think it's, it was about 15 different spoken word for the holidays. Um, do you have, um, do you have uh, many other spoken word poetry pieces besides the 15 holiday pieces? Yeah, I uh, have a bunch of other ones. Um, I have other spoken word on just uh, relationship with God. Um, I also have poetry that's not necessarily considered spiritual. Um, it's poetry about uh, relationships. It's poetry about um, just going through life as a student. Um, it's poetry about um, 
interacting with people. Uh, I even have poetry. Uh, I have one poem called Untitled Expectancy, and the, 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 the biggest image in that poem is uh, a couple kissing and flying off the seat. Um, so, I, you know, to me, if you're, if you're a follower of Yeshua and you live it out, it doesn't mean that every poem has to be, uh, you know, quote-unquote spiritual, quote-unquote religious, you know. Um, it could be about other topics as well, because if you're a follower of Yeshua, all those topics will fit under your faith. I recently heard you uh, perform like a sort of rap duet thing with uh, Eric Miari. <laughs> uh, can you tell me a little about that? Yeah, that was actually very, very spontaneous. You heard it at um, the dinner at the Glebe House uh, recently, and we first did it even uh, for the first time, even more spontaneously, at uh, Devar Met's um, Shabbat dinner a couple months ago. And what happened was Rabbi Glebe asked us, hey, could you guys read out Eshet Chayil? And so I'm like, yeah, I will do it. And it spontaneously became like a spoken word rap like um, combination that neither one of us expected and then after we actually had a conversation because of it about possibly working together to kind of produce uh, spoken word and uh, rap pieces yeah I actually did hear I actually was there for the first time I heard it I wish oh, I, I wish I had brought my uh, recorder or something and, and gotten that that was that was great, and it sounded, it actually did sound uh, very rehearsed, like you guys were... Yeah, that was completely that. spontaneous. Isn't that crazy? Besides the video files that you recorded for a school project, is there any plan to uh, record your work? Um, there is no plan as of yet to record my work, but I am very, very open to anyone out there who would like to uh, help me record my spoken word. Um... To produce like a CD of spoken word poetry, um, and that'd be really sweet. Um, but as of yet, there is nothing. Is there anything specifically you'd want to mention about your upcoming jobs or um, you know your your schedule now that you've graduated from college? Um, yeah, uh, I'm just really really excited about uh, working uh, full time at Devar, and and honestly my. My biggest excitement comes from uh, working under um, Rabbi Glebe because it's not just working under him that it signifies, it also signifies uh, me as someone, part of my younger generation, working under the father generation. And to me, when I see that happening, when I see our generation um, um, loving the generation that came before us and um, turning our hearts to those who are wiser than us, what it signifies to me is the fact that we're not just focusing on ourselves, but we're focusing on Yeshua. And that is the most important thing. And so, as I graduate and finish um, and continue my education elsewhere, um, still my biggest, um, my biggest push for, you know, in my own life and the life of the generation I'm in is to, is to just, just to, to, to get a heart, get a heart for um, for your rabbis, get a heart for your your professors, get a heart for um, your parents um, and, and, and the faith they've given us. Um, and so yeah, that's what I'm excited about doing. 
as far as being involved in the UMJC and the K20 program um, at DeVar, that's just, to me, that's the biggest thing. That's where revival happens. This episode is sponsored by David Kasdan Videography. It's 2013, and I've introduced new features to my services. First, everything is now 100% filmed on high-definition cameras. I've also included a free Blu-ray disc with my Platinum Wedding Package. I'm an experienced wedding and event videographer, and I'm able to travel across the country. Dates are starting to fill up in 2013, so contact me now. I am on www.davidkas as in Samuel, D as in David, A and as in Nancy, dot com, davidkasdan at gmail.com, or you can contact me through the podcast. Here is the audio from the finished video about the K-20 program and Vlad Haral. It also includes audio clips from Messianic Rabbi Kirk Glebe. After that, I will go to part two of my interview with Vlad Haral. K-20 is simply to identify and to train and then to put into to ministry opportunity new leaders. Uh, within the Messianic Jewish movement at large and, and certainly within our UMJC, we have many uh, leaders who are reaching uh, toward those retirement years and we're looking for for young people, young men, to uh, take on the responsibility, feel that call for for the rabbinate who uh, are willing to lead congregations. Whenever I'm in the building, mentorship happens. So, you know, I'll, I'll be doing homework or something completely unrelated in the office, but because I'm in the building, he'll walk in and say, hey, so I've encountered this issue today. I just want to use this as a teaching opportunity. This coming Monday night is a congregational meeting for prayer. So um, what I want you to do is go ahead and plan on, on uh, kind of running it. I lead services. I lead prayer meetings. I lead Wednesday night Bible studies. I lead uh, Devar 20s events. My schedule has consisted of being at Devar, working at Devar, doing this administrative stuff, assisting uh, Rabbi Glebe um, in the mornings, and then going from there, going to class and having classes and then working part-time at a local store and, uh, and then doing that and after that meeting with people for discipleship and for outreach purposes and then doing more work at the bar. It's just like I'm constantly moving somewhere but I realize in the midst of the movement that what I'm doing is part of something bigger. All the prep work, all that administrative stuff that is necessary in, in services functioning effectively and just different things in the congregation are functioning effectively. Uh, he's doing those for me now, uh, and then I just oversee it. And then also he leads services uh, at least once a month. The context of revival is my generation working with the previous generation and seeing something fresh happen. I want to see uh, disciples made. I want to see communities grow. I want to see communities unite and disciples unite in the name of Yeshua. Individuals who uh, are viewed within a congregation as uh, having an interest in, in ministry service should uh, make contact with uh, Rabbi Eaton and, uh, and uh, fill out the appropriate paperwork that's involved with K-20 and application. And then there are, uh, there's assistance for education. There's also uh, matching assistance for internships whether summer internships or uh, full and part-time internships. I'm really excited to see who else is being raised up. Uh, and then also I'm really excited to work alongside them. I want to say thank you to K20 and those who support K20 and the ones who are working diligently hard to, um, to see this movement grow and flourish. If people want to find out more about your spoken word 
Um, do you have a website or anything like that? Yeah, they could uh, Facebook me, um, Vladimir Harol, or Facebook.com slash Vladimir Harol. Um, or they could um, YouTube search Vlad Harol Poetry. And I have a uh, YouTube channel with a lot of my poetry on there. The spoken word that um, you're about to hear is from a collection I did for my um, creative writing senior seminar at North Park University titled Holy Mondays, a collection of poems on the Jewish holidays. And um, it's pretty much integrating real life situations with um, the holiday that um, you will hear about. And so don't just pay attention to you know, Jewish references about the holiday or things you're familiar with, but pay attention also to the deeper meaning because that's what the poetry is about, it's a deeper meaning. Um, and there's always deeper meanings behind holidays, um, behind Jewish holidays because we're following the God of Abraham. He's a very deep God. Okay, and what's the title of the particular one that you want? Uh, you want me to just say eight, eight titles? <laughs> um, which, which one do you want to play? Uh, uh, the poem you're about to hear is titled Hanukkah. I hope you appreciate it. What are we doing? Well, you don't understand. TV is my time to be with me. No, but our minds are idolizing. Our God says we shouldn't live it, so we watch our dreams through primetime television. Don't skip the sex scenes. Skip that subconscious lifestyle. Let's not make the volume lower. Let's make our standards higher. Let's not settle for a spark. Let us desire a fire. Why are we speaking that way? Well, you don't get it. My words express me. No, us and our mouths need to go, our pride way low, and we need to screw on a soul filter and let living water flow. Let's not settle for a spark. Let us desire a fire. Why are we looking at her that way? Well, come on, guys will be guys. Yes, all the way to Sheol. Stop being a guy. Start being a man. She's your sister and God's daughter and most likely another man's wife, mister. Every young man's battle is a deception because you're not battling. Let's not settle for a spark. Let us desire a fire. You don't think God sees your dreamy eyes, sister? Why are you fantasizing, romanticizing, idolizing? Well, it's not as bad as those guys. I don't lust. I'm just finding the right shoe size. Plus, checking out godly men. No, you need a savior, not one who will rescue you from your father. You have a father. Learn, commit, be with him. When you have those deep daily daddy-daughter dates, your heart and your mind prioritize. Let's not settle for a spark. Let us desire a fire. God, we try. If you may, you can light. But if you don't, nothing will satisfy your desire for holiness to light up life. 
If we give it to you, your greatness will not relent. All your oil won't be spent. Your light is eternal because you are it. The prince of the air will try to break our stare, but we trust and love and focus and believe and see that you are a great king. And so we will today rededicate this temple. We will look for every way you have lit up our day and we will give what we have, our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, our eyes, our emotions, our lips, our thoughts. We will make fire happen, but you will make it blaze. Lukewarm will become hot. The dead you will raise. We must look at our temple and ask, did a great miracle happen here? If not, Chanukah, we dedicate it. Oh great Shamash, many will watch your fire, but you will take it. Our temple is dedicated. Finally, here is part three of my interview with Vlad Harrell. I filmed some of this at his college, North Park University, near Chicago. I've been at North Park University for five semesters. Uh, I was at Trinity up in Deerfield uh, for two years. Took a year off to some classes at Moody, and now I am finishing off my college career at North Park University, and I am so excited. I am so excited. Um, education here has been good. Other professors are really, really good, um, and it's just fantastic. And the most important thing I've realized, though, about being at North Park is that um, if you want to be any sort of um, voice, if you want to be someone who really has a passion for people, has a passion for the body of Messiah, you have to be educated when it comes to the scriptures and when it comes to the body of Messiah. And so what I've realized is that you got to go to school. Now I'm the first to admit, school's not my thing, but it's very important. Education is key. Uh, I have not been at the K-20 program. Uh, the whole time I've been at North Park, I entered the K-20 program um, just recently, about uh, a year and a half ago. Um, and it's been actually really effective um, because what I've realized is that um, doing ministry is all about intentionality. Um, and being on campus and doing ministry on campus is all about intentionality. So a lot of the things that K-20 um, provided an opportunity for um, in the context of my congregation at Devar Emmett um, was also lived out in the context of uh, my schooling here at North Park. And so, um, you know, meeting with people and discipling people and telling people about Yeshua and um, just being a, a, a voice for Yeshua, being a light um, for Yeshua, um, it, you know, that, that applies everywhere. That applies in the, in the congregational setting, that applies at work um, if you're doing a part-time job, that applies in the school setting, that applies in the family setting. Um, K-20 definitely uh, help me realize that, whether they know it or not, the fact that ministry is all about relationships no matter where you go. I studied um, biblical studies 
in uh, English with a creative writing emphasis. And so I have, I have a strong heart for the scriptures. I believe that if uh, we're really to grow as the Messianic Jewish body uh, that we need to be, then we're going to have a we're going to develop a heart for the scriptures and a heart for God's word because we get to know the identity of God through His word. We get to love Him more with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love people more as we get to know Him through the scriptures. Uh, and then also, uh, as you can see, I really like words, and so uh, English is just a great, a major to uh, kind of concentrate uh, the development of my capabilities in in language and communication. And so I've been, um, I specialize in poetry. I love poetry. Poetry is all about condensing into the least amount of words you can the intention of your mind and heart. And so um, the English professors here at North Park just totally expanded my thinking as to how to do that um, to the best of my ability. Uh, there is a uh, professor, Joel Willits, who Dr. Rudolph works with, um, who teaches here at North Park University, who just has a heart for the Jewish people, has a heart for Messianic Judaism, and he is an intellectual. And he has taught me so much. I had him in my first semester at North Park in a class um, on, on, on Paul. Um, and uh, he taught me so much about what it means to have a connection between the Messianic Jewish body and the Gentile body at large. And then also, I've made connections through, with students. So I've, I've met with students and we've just we've talked about ministry, we've talked about God, we've talked about reaching um, the North Park campus um, with, with the love of Yeshua. And so um, it's just really deepened my, um, uh, my understanding of the importance of, of relationships, um, just through developing relationships. Um, professors, students, um, janitors, <laughs> it's all good. A typical week for me is busy, that's what it is. Uh, I literally am constantly moving from place to place. I'm either um, working at Devarimet in the mornings or meeting with my mentor, Rabbi Kirk Levy, or I am going from there to class, and then from class to class, and then from class I'm going to uh, my part-time job, and then from my part-time job I go and I meet with people and I, and I disciple uh, young men, or I meet with Jewish unbelieving young men, or I go and I work on congregational administrative work, uh, or I go and do homework <laughs> after work, because homework's important when you're in school. I just, I realize that at uh, North Park. Um, and then from there I'm going and I'm spending time with my roommates, for instance, who are other young Jewish believing men. Uh, and then I go and I knock out because I'm tired. It's been a long day. And then I wake up, spend my time with God because that's the most important thing, and then I do it all over again. Yep. Uh, the thing I look forward to most is honestly working under the generation before me. Um, oftentimes my generation uses our generation, the generation before me, as sort of like a stepping stone to something greater. Uh, but honestly, um, I think uh, the context of revival is my generation working with the previous generation and seeing something fresh happen uh, together. And so I'm really excited about the mentorship I have with Rabbi Kirk Libby. I'm really excited about taking more classes with people like Elliot Clayman and, uh, and, and um, Dr. Rudolph and with MJTI. I'm just really excited about kind of growing through my experience with the people that have already grown so much in Yeshua. And so just growing and then also um, helping people grow. I want to see 
uh, disciples made. I want to see communities grow. I want to see communities unite and disciples unite in the name of Yeshua. And so um, as I look forward uh, to the coming uh, years after college, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but um, I'm really looking forward to uh, just growth, individual and corporate. The UMJC has definitely provided a great um, environment to be connected with other 20s um, who love Yeshua and are Jewish, who are part of the Messianic Jewish movement. I'm, I'm just super excited. Um, I've, I've been involved in uh, Kibetz streams. I've been involved in uh, just different conferences, the, the national conference. Uh, and then also, I just recently got the opportunity to uh, sit on the uh, UMGC 20s uh, committee. Uh, and so connecting with other like-minded people who want to see growth in the 20s is, is, is a great, great opportunity. Um, and then also, just um, as, I'm, as I'm talking to different uh, congregational leaders and, and 20s on Facebook, Facebook has been a great um, um, setting to connect with people I've never even heard of. Maybe people who don't, don't even come to conferences, but who are Messianic Jews and who do want some sort of connection with the Messianic Jewish movement. And so, um, yeah. And then also, of course, um, my local community. Uh, it's not just about environment. It's about all the different congregations as well. And so connecting with them. And so part of my, my goal, um, especially as I get out of school, is continue to connect and grow uh, and w together with a larger Messianic Jewish community in Chicago. Ways in which I've been trying to connect with uh, young adult uh, Messianic Jews in the local community is, uh, is not just having events at Devarment. Um, living with three other guys who are Jewish who believe in Yeshua, is a, it just fosters an environment where we invite people over that don't necessarily come to Devarment, aren't necessarily part of this congregation, but that are part of larger Messianic Jewish movement in Chicago. Um, inviting them over for Shabbat dinners, inviting them over just to hang out and watch a Bears game. Inviting them over just to play Monopoly or, 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 or just to hang out and talk and, you know, enjoy each other's presence. Um, community is so important. Community is so important. And, and we need that. We need it outside of just the congregational walls. And so uh, definitely living amongst um, and with uh, other Messianic Jews 20s is, is vital to that. I just want to say that the K-20 program is absolutely necessary. Um, but I think it's also important that we don't just view it as a program. Uh, we view it as a lifestyle. So we view um, raising up congregational leaders as not just a, 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 a goal that we have uh, for numbers or, or, or quality, but um, that we view K-20 as, as part of something bigger within the movement of discipleship. Um, congregational leaders, you know, uh, get older. <laughs> And, and I'm going to get older, and, and my peers are going to get older. And the question is, are we making disciples? And so the K-20 program uh, provides a great avenue for making disciples. Send comments or voice messages in MP3 format to messianicmedia at gmail.com. You can record a voice message on your computer, and then you can email it to me. And if it's good, then I'll play it on an upcoming podcast. I am also looking for sponsors and donations for a future podcast. This episode is copyrighted by Messianic Media Podcast. Intro and outro music by The Pair Republic. www.facebook.com slash The Pair Republic. Any other music is copyright of their respective holders.